We read that miracles happen in the Bible, but the question is, are miracles still happening today? Are those same promises for miracles meant for us in this day and time? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you clicked on this video. I say go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. We have podcasts come out every Wednesday morning at eight o'clock. Uh, and comment if you have any thoughts or any questions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. So today we're discussing the subject of miracles and do miracles still happen? Yeah. It's an important question. And one that, uh, I've heard asked many, many times and I've had a way that I've thought about that, but that has been challenged recently for me. And so, uh, this today and what we've been going through here at Vertical, um, kind of as part of this process of, of rethinking the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be important for us to begin with the definition, a yeah. biblical understanding of miracles. So uh, I think we could define a miracle as an event that God supernaturally intervenes, or intervenes in mm-hmm. um, and interrupts the natural course of events. Yeah. So something that was going to happen a certain way just by the natural order that he has already established. Mm-hmm. And then he steps in and intervenes in a supernatural way and causes it to go a different direction. Okay, so interesting. I think that's a fair definition. Yeah. And that does of, of broaden uh, what miracles are then, I would say. Yeah. And I think it's also important to maybe understand how people have thought of some miracles. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe we move some of these things out of the way. For example, uh, people say, well, it's just a miracle that the sun comes up every morning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's amazing. It's, it's wonderful. It's, 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 it's good. I love yeah. it. It's, you know, it's one of those inspiring moments, <clears throat> but that is how God has created the universe. Yeah. It's part of the created natural flow yeah. of events. It's not a supernatural thing. Yeah, I mean, it's supernatural the fact that he created it. Yes. But he's not intervening to cause something different to happen than what was already set in place by him to happen. Yeah, it is in the natural order. Yeah, so I know that's maybe hard for some people to take in, but, and agree with, but I think if we're just, if we're going to go with the fact that there are some things, in fact, there's a pattern that God has established for Mm -hmm. life, and if that's the natural course of things, then those happening in and of themselves are not miracles. They are wondrous. They're amazing. Another one that people say, it's just a miracle that a baby is born. I get it. I was there and when when all five of y'all were born Uh and it is, it is overwhelming. It's emotional. It is awe inspiring. You think, God, what an amazing thing you've done. Yeah. But again, it is the natural course of events he has set in place already. Exactly. Like how the sun rises every day. Yes. Babies are born every day. Yes. You know, billions and trillions of babies have been born. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And and that is God's established order. Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, um, people say, oh, it's, have you ever seen a, a stalk of corn grow from just like one kernel of, of corn? Yeah. That's amazing. That's a miracle how it yeah. produces so much. I, I get it. It is amazing. Yeah. You know, stupendous kind of thing. But yeah. that is the natural order that God has set in motion already. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you can call those things miracles because they're not God intervening in the situation yeah. to change it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, two absolutely. people falling in love. It's a miracle, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's it's, nice. it's it's amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's wondrous. But it is part of God's design already. So, 
Uh, a miracle would be if we go back to the discussion about babies being born. God has a pattern he's established. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for a woman to become pregnant without a husband on yeah. earth being a father, that's miraculous. miraculous. Uh, Jesus, yeah. uh, Jesus being conceived by the Holy yeah. Spirit, that's miraculous. Because it was not the natural order of how things happen. Right, right. Yeah. So I think with, with that, that helps us frame where we're mm-hmm. headed today with the conversation about miracles and do miracles still happen is our, our big question we're discussing today. Yeah. So uh, with that understood then, I think there's some other things that happen when we talk about miracles because people go to the other extreme and say things like, well, miracles are like when someone is raised from the dead. Or miracles are like medical mysteries, you know, mm-hmm. some something fantastic. The doctor says this is going to happen, and and the miracle is that this happened instead. And I get it; those are those are miraculous events, mm-hmm. but those are not the only miraculous events yeah. out there. Yeah, um, that is for some reason that's our go-to, go-to. often. When you yeah, talk about miracles; people instantly go to physical life, um, mm-hmm. you know, from being raised from the dead, or a medical mystery. Yeah. And, and for that reason, I think people, even Christians, have concluded, well, therefore, uh, and for some other reasons, they say we no longer live in the age of miracles, mm-hmm. that that was something reserved for the days of the Bible. Uh, those are things that were reserved for the days of, of Jesus on earth and yeah. some for the, the apostles. apostles. They started the church. Yeah. Right. And, and, and you'll hear, you know, explanation that says uh, miracles were meant to confirm or affirm that someone was truly of God. I get that. Acts mm-hmm. 2 says, uh, 2.22, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst. Mm-hmm. So there you find a basis that, yes, God did affirm people yeah. as his spokesperson, his son, mm-hmm. through the miracles that yeah. happened. Yeah. However, if we only define miracles as those kind of physical resurrection or medical mysteries, then I think we're really limiting miracles down to a very small spectrum Mm -hmm. of all the things that God actually can do (laughs) and wants to do. And we, if we're not careful, we can actually miss out on a bigger picture if that's all we look at. And so, Mm we, we actually would not even see some of the miraculous things that are miraculous if we limit it down to that. If all you think of is miracles as well, if there were miracles today, then someone would be able to walk into a hospital and heal people and yeah. raise them from the dead. Yeah, don't we have the authority for that? Shouldn't <laughs> yeah, we be yeah. doing that? Yeah, I mean, if that's all we're looking at, then I think we're, we're limiting ourselves yeah. in the bigger picture of what mm-hmm. God really intends to do. And maybe limiting our faith even in yeah. what God truly has uh, in his purposes. So mm-hmm. um, we know from the New Testament, and I think that God obviously yeah. still does miracles. Yeah, absolutely. So. Because, you know, a lot of people say those things, oh, the Old Testament is full of miracles. And, you know, Moses parting the Red Sea and, you know, right. all these <clears throat> miraculous things that, again, mm-hmm. were outside of the <clears throat> natural order. Mm-hmm. But you know, we live in the new covenant, right? Yes. The new Testament. And so what about these verses, you know, here, yeah. like Matthew 17, 20, it says, Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief for assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith 
uh, as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. Like, what do we do with yeah, that verse? You exactly. know, he says, nothing will be impossible for you. Well, right. Does that yeah. mean just nothing in the natural order, you yeah. know, or is this, does the supernatural <clears throat> intervene there? Yeah, exactly. Again, John 14, 12 says, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also and greater works than mm. these he will do yeah. because I go to my father. So that has to be, well, that seems difficult. there has to be some, I mean, if <clears throat> Jesus did miraculous things and he says, we're going to do greater works than these, mm-hmm. speaking of his believers, <clears throat> right? Right. Then- all right, what does that mean what for us that? today? You know, yep. Again, Luke one thirty seven. for with God, nothing will be impossible. Mm-hmm. Well, that has to fit <laughs> into our theology. Yep. We have to um, <clears throat> make that a core belief, right? Mm-hmm. And then Ephesians three twenty and 21, it says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus, by Christ Jesus, yeah. to all generations forever and ever, amen. So yeah. more than we ask or think. Yeah. This has so, to be a miraculous, yeah. supernatural It does appear that there are some things that God wants to do that are outside the realm of the natural order of things Mm -hmm. that he desires to do, says we can be part of in this day and time. Yeah. But I think, again, because we have either underdefined or limited our definition Mm -hmm. of what miracles are, uh, miracle is a sunrise, but then miracles are also only resurrection from the dead and uh, medical mysteries, we're missing out on a large realm of things that God actually says are impossible, yeah. but that he does. So this yeah. is where we're attempting to uh, better define today where we're headed mm-hmm. and talking about miracles. So um, I think we have to step outside of just the realm of things that are um, of this day and age or, or the uh, temporal, we'll say. Okay. So there are some things that are that are miraculous that happen in this life. For example, yes, there are people who have a diagnosis of cancer and then God works and miraculously heals them. Mm-hmm. Miracle. Yes, yeah. it, it's against the natural order. There was a cancerous cell and it began to grow yeah. and God intervened and mm-hmm. healed them from that. Yes, it is. Um, there are others who have seen um, miraculous provision in their life. They've seen things that God provided for a need, a financial need uh, that they had in their life, and it happened in a miraculous way. Yes, those are miracles for sure. But the greatest miracles are not just those things that happen in the temporal realm, the things here on earth, because they have benefit largely here on earth. Yeah. Now, for sure, a person who is healed of cancer, that can have spiritual benefit for sure mm-hmm. uh, a, a provision that has come from unexplained source from heaven um, that can have spiritual benefit but there's a place of miracles I think that we have maybe not counted as miracles that would help us here just a minute mm-hmm. for example for a person to be lost their heart dead in guilt and shame and sin Mm -hmm. and to all of a sudden have that heart resurrected and come to know jesus christ and love jesus christ that is a miracle 
because they were dead in their sin and they were all of a sudden resurrected by the spirit of God. So natural order, they are dead, no life in sin and addiction and whatever it is. Selfishness. And then there is something that comes, changes it supernaturally. Yes. And it now goes a different direction. Yes. There's an intervention by God and it changes the course. Yeah. That's miraculous. It was not going to change otherwise. It was dead. It's going to stay dead. Yep. That's how it is. Yep. And and sadly, sometimes we refer to that, oh, well, they just had a religious experience or that's just something religious. No, that's miraculous. Yeah. You cannot, you cannot make a man's heart, a woman's heart change by any kind of external force. Mm -hmm. It only can be changed by God. A person dead in sin can only be resurrected by God. That's yep. miraculous. So let's yep. let's make sure that's premier on the table. Yeah, exactly. Of miraculous things. Exactly. Uh, it's a miracle, again, that someone experiences physical healing, but the greatest miracle that has ever taken place, ever will take place, is the resurrection of a human's heart to be yeah. alive to God. That's the greatest miracle. Yeah. So along that line, you have the same, um, the same path. You go down that line of, okay, so for a person who has had guilt and shame and anxiety and fear even after maybe they have become saved for that to be healed in their life that's miraculous yes that only god can intervene and change the course of natural thinking in our life Mm -hmm. and that is miraculous when that happens for for someone to have that spiritual direction changed that's miraculous for someone to have release from years of guilt and shame in their life, that's miraculous. Mm-hmm. For someone to be healed from years of bitterness and anger and resentment, yeah. that's miraculous. That's not psychological. Yeah. That's not religious. Exactly. Yeah. That's miraculous. Yeah. Because that cannot happen apart from God. Exactly. Because those, again, all of those things are happening in they're going one direction mm-hmm. and it's not going to change. Yep. Uh, you know, it's, it's just not Yep. Yep. until a, you know, even truth mm-hmm. shared to them mm-hmm. may not change the situation, <clears throat> right. you know, cause they still have to respond. Yep. But for someone <clears throat> to have a heart changed, a mind changed and have the course of direction change as well. Yep. That's the miraculous. Yep. For a marriage that's been filled with emptiness and pain yeah. and confusion all of a sudden have God changed that and mm-hmm. two people truly love Jesus and then love one another, that's miraculous. Only yeah. God can do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's a miracle here on earth. And these are the greater miracles. Uh, answering a prayer that we've prayed for a loved one, that's miraculous. miraculous. That's, not a, that's not the natural yeah. course of events. When you pray for a loved one and God intervenes and works in their life, either to save them, to rescue them, to heal them, to restore them, to reconcile with them, those things are miraculous. These are the real miracles. But I'm afraid these have been dismissed as psychological or temperamental or just religious experiences. No, mm-hmm. these are miraculous. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Someone who has found victory over a habit, over uh, a long-term habitual pattern in their life. To be freed from the guilt, the shame, whatever it was that was Mm -hmm. the root of that, and all of a sudden to be free, that's miraculous. We should never Mm -hmm. discount that. For someone who was walking in death to all of a sudden be walking in life, that's miraculous. These are the real miracles of Scripture. In fact, 
a lot of the physical, tangible miracles you see of Jesus raising someone from the dead or, or healing a sickness, I think those were just pictures meant to show us that here's a, here's a physical version of a spiritual reality yeah. I really want to do in people's lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The healing of, of deaf people, the healing of blind people, the healing yes. of those who can't walk. And again, the resurrection from death to life. Yeah. Yeah. Opening not just blind physical eyes, but opening spiritual blind eyes. Yeah, exactly. That That's miraculous. To all of a sudden yeah. be able to see God at work in your life, be able to see as yeah. God sees, to be able to see yourself and your sins forgiven, be able to see others and love them. Yeah. That's miraculous. Because yeah. you're talking about a heart set on death, set on corruption, and God intervening and changing the course of that path. That's miraculous. Mm. Only God can do those things. So this, I think we have a bigger framework now yeah. for what miracles are. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. And sometimes, again, we don't recognize these for what they are, but if, if we dismiss those, we're really falling short of the full spectrum of what God's wanting to do. And yeah. then we end up limiting miracles down to, again, just raising someone from the dead or some kind exactly. of medical mystery yeah. or the other end of the spectrum of, you know, uh, sunrise or baby being born. Oh, wait, yeah. there's this there's this other scope right here in the middle mm-hmm. of God changing hearts. Yeah. That's miraculous. Yeah. These and that's are the bigger not, miracles. Yeah, and that's not just for a certain time, but that is even till today, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Now we're starting to answer the question more of does God still do miracles? Yeah. Okay, by redefining and understanding clearly what miracles are, I think we get a closer to our answer here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, not just like, oh, he can do those things maybe mm-hmm. out there. And he has done that for yeah. other people. That's right. cool. But that should be a reality that we look for today yep. around us, right? Yep. So then if it's something we are to be looking for, how mm. how do we then see those things happen? You know, obviously yep. I think the, the church answer that most people watching are probably thinking it's like, okay, yes, pray. But mm-hmm. is that all that we can do, should do? Are we, you know, obviously, you know, prayer right. can be seen <clears throat> as something that's just ever so small or prayer right. being a full lifestyle difference, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's so what God desires for these things to happen in our day and time, which according to these, as we define yeah. miracles, yes. He yeah. does want to do those. Absolutely. And he is doing those. How does that happen? Does it just happen indiscriminately? Does it just happen by his own choosing? Yes. But is there a part we play in this uh-huh. is the question. Is there something that we can do, should do, or is it just like hope for the best, pray yeah. and let's see what happens? Exactly. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. I mean, is that really all the faith? Yeah. That, is that what we're called to? Exactly. I don't believe so. Yeah. So- one of the key words I think that's going to that's going to drive the rest of our conversation here along this line of do miracles still happen is the word promises. So, Hot topic word. <laughs> yeah, it is for us. Promises and miracles go together. Yeah. In the New Testament, yes, God can show up, do what He wants when He wants, but. As we read the scripture, it is apparent that he has linked these two things together, believing his promises and the miraculous. So let's look at scripture. Second Peter 1, verses 2 through 4 says, His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness yep. through the knowledge of him who called us, 
by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Yeah. Okay. So here, promises have been given to us. So that's personal. That through these, you may be partakers of the divine nature. So this is how we begin to experience God working in our life. We begin to see that by faith in his promises, we experience the divine, the eternal, and the miraculous in our Mm -hmm. life. Promises with faith lead to the miraculous in our life. That might take a minute to process. I was going to say, so promises (laughs) with faith, believing they will come to pass, will result in... Miracles seen in our life. That's correct. Promises. Just hold on to Faith, that. Yep. Miracles. Faith, good. faith in his promises lead to the miraculous. That's good. Okay, let's Somebody back write it up. that down. Yeah. I'm gonna. Let's, let's back this up and see if it's true from scripture. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, that is exactly what happened to you. This is what happened to me. This is what happened to Truett. Mm-hmm. We heard a promise from God. We believed it by faith, and the miraculous took place. Here's the scripture, Romans 10. This is 8 through 10, and then I'm going to add 13. The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Here it is. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's a promise. If you believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, that your sins have been paid for and he has been resurrected and lives for you, if you believe that in your heart and you confess that with your mouth, you will be saved. That's a promise. Yeah. And then 10 says, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Verse 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's your promise. That's good. We had faith in that. We believed that. And when we did, the miraculous occurred. Spiritual life came into us. Our yeah. dead heart was resurrected. We saw. We came alive. The miracle happened yeah. in us. Yeah. So God promised new life Yep. because of life given in Jesus. We yep. put our faith, our assurance in that. Mm-hmm. He said it's true. Yep. And because of that, the miraculous yep. changing of our own heart, yep. our bent towards sin, yep. our identity, <clears throat> all changes because of faith in the promise. So good. So good. good. It is. Right. Faith in the promise results in the miraculous. So then the question mm-hmm. has to be, we, we understand <clears throat> that promise. We understand that is obviously like what church is. That's when yeah. people hear church, <clears throat> youth, yep. You know, Bible school, you know, Sunday school, all this kind of stuff. They yep. think that right there. That's what it's all about. Yes. So. Every person identifies with that. That's a believer today. Yes, exactly. With a promise. <clears throat> yep. So the question is, is that the only promise? <laughs> As we see in that verse, it says exceedingly great <clears throat> and precious promises, plural. So what other promises is kind of, you know, yeah, that's the question. And that's that really what we're here for. That is the question. Are there more promises? Because if there are, then that means there's more miracles. (laughs) That's good. But, not to sound like an algebraic equation here, but (laughs) if there's going to be more promises that lead to more miracles, 
then there has to be more faith. <laughs> more faith in the promises. It's more good. faith and more promises leads to more miracles. Yeah. That's good. That's good stuff. That's a good one. So, so yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so the thing with promises is what if, and I'm going to answer this one, but, <laughs> you know, some people say, well, I just feel like God is promising me fill in the blank. Yeah. <clears throat> so it can't just be that I feel like God is promising me a $2 million. Right. Because I just feel it so deeply in me. Yeah. I'm just yeah, going to trust him is, that. How do I, how do I know and claim these promises? Yeah. Because if you've ever, if you were alive in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and you heard plenty of prosperity mm-hmm. uh, preachers, or even today, yeah. if you hear them, you kind of get this sense in which whatever that thing is that you desire, you just you just name believe it and claim God it and it, believe it. that yeah. he'll do it and he'll do it. So that's yeah. the question then. Yeah. Is he a genie or no? Yeah. You know? Can those things, do I just think of yeah. something and then I just yeah. want it and then just believe God's going to provide it? Exactly. Well, now let's go back to our equation. Yeah, exactly. Faith in a promise yeah. leads to the miraculous. Yeah. yeah. And so then the promises to define that, the promises can only be found and are sure in God's word. Yes, that's we, where we have to start. We get the verse from Psalm 119, 89. It says, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Yeah. As in it is complete. It is what is truth. It is what we rely on. Yep. All the things that have been revealed to us through his word. Yep. Are sure. Right. So those things in his word, though, the promises we must apply into our life. We must search for them. Yep. Again, if we're looking at faith in his promises leads to more miracles, we want to see miraculous things happen. Well, we have faith. We want to find out what those promises are. We have to go to the word, right? Yeah. Even when it comes to our own salvation, I'm not saved just because all of a sudden I like feel this warm, fuzzy feeling like, yeah. oh, I saw this. I saw this light in the sky and I got this warm glow in my heart. I just feel like I'm saved. Yeah, exactly. No, we're not saved by warm glows and lights in the sky. No. I'm not I'm not saved because I listened to a song and I got emotional. I'm not yeah. saved because someone else sprinkled holy water on me. I'm yeah. not, that's not salvation. Yeah. Salvation begins in a promise. So good. If you confess yeah. uh, the Lord Jesus with your in, or you believe in your heart and you confess him with your mouth, then you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord yeah. will be saved. Yeah. That's it begins with a promise from God's word. Yeah. And, and exactly. so if there's if that's how it begins for us, then that's how it continues for us. Yeah, for it sure. It has to be rooted in yeah. God's word. And it'll be in his written word. Yeah. And the tough thing also with that, you know, some people will say, All right, well, if it's in his written word, let me just grab this Bible out, slap it on the table, <laughs> find a page my hand likes, and whoosh, point at it and say, all right, this right here said Mary got pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and I believe I have, I'm have. i going to have a child by the Holy Spirit, so yeah. I'm just going to believe that God promised her that, and it's for me too. Yeah. You know, that, some people get to that, and yeah. we say, that's not how it works. No. <laughs> you know? It does, it does require understanding his word. But then it also understands understanding context. Yeah, you know, exactly. Um, uh, Noah was given uh, a commandment and a promise that God would not flood the earth again, and he was told yeah. to build an ark. Well, in the context, that was for him. Yeah, it doesn't mean you and I are to go build a physical ark today. Yeah. Um, 
that that was done and completed. Same for mm-hmm. Mary, same for Abraham and yeah. Sarah. Father of in their, nations, you know, almost a hundred. Yeah. And her barren. Um, that was a promise for them mm-hmm. in the context. So yeah. understanding context is important. Um, I think this this drives the importance of being involved in a local church, being involved yeah. with other people who are mature in the faith. So yeah. that you can say, okay, I read this in scripture. Is this a promise that I can claim? Yeah. Is this something that's for me? Yes, which I just think in general, that is going to have to be a question that you ask someone, you know, if it's your spouse, ask your spouse about this. Yep. Hey, am I reading this correctly? Yes. Is this is this a promise that I can cling to? Yep. Like, don't feel like this has to be some like super secretive, ultra like <laughs> mysterious, spooky. Right. Let me find this verse that's really random in the Bible that's in the minor prophets. And I'm right. going to act like this is for me. I'm not going to tell anyone though, but yep. like read it, talk to someone about it and yep. say, is this promise geared towards even me? Yeah. And then if this is geared towards me, then I want to have faith that this is going to come to pass because I want to yep. see this miracle happen in my yep. life. Yep. That's great stuff. It's good. It's very good. So it has to be written in his word. Yep. It has to be understood in the context of what his word says as well, right? Yep. Not just pregnant by the Holy Spirit. Right. But then the other thing is that it has to be consistent with God's character and the nature of God, right? Yeah, exactly. God is, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. And so uh, if we're going to claim a promise from him, that it needs to be consistent with his character. It's something yeah. that he has done desires to do and we've seen record mm-hmm. of it, it mm-hmm. it's something that that is consistent with yeah. him again back to the the miracles of uh restored mental health restored mm-hmm. emotional health restored mm-hmm. marriage you know uh filling of your soul from emptiness and yes. pain and you know having a clear purpose and direction in life having the miracle of salvation all of those things you know yep. the miracle where god <clears throat> intervenes in a way that you didn't expect yep. all of those things are in line with god's character and so yep. those are promises we can cling to yep and so we need to find what is god's character what is yep. his nature what yep. what is the context of this verse and yeah this is coming from the bible correct this promise right here is from his word yep I think those are three key essentials must like, if it's not those three things, it's not a promise from God. Exactly. Yeah. A a promise I've relied on and have used in counsel so many times is from Proverbs three, five and six. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's a promise that is consistent with the character nature of God is an example for this. Mm -hmm. So it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. That, that promise is consistently throughout the scripture. Mm-hmm. It's consistent in the Old Testament, in the law. Mm-hmm. It's consistent through the Psalms. It's consistent through even Jesus' teaching about yeah. him saying uh, his sheep would know his voice and, and come to him and follow him. Yeah. It's a consistent, um, it's consistent pattern. So... Mm-hmm. I can claim that promise. I have. I've seen God honor it. I've I've encouraged others to hold to that promise. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He will. He will open doors. He will close doors. He'll make provision. He'll close provision. I've seen it. I've held to it. This is a promise from God. Yep. So it's from his word. It's consistent with his character. 
It's understood in the context. Mm-hmm. I can trust it. Mm-hmm. It's important. Along with that, uh, I'd say if you're looking to know how can I claim a promise, then I would say know your identity in Christ. Yeah, have to. So and- as believers, we have been born again into Jesus Christ. Knowing that, I can then read Scripture based on those promises because mm-hmm. I read New Testament verses that say, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, me, mm-hmm. with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Mm. So there is a storehouse in heaven full of promises and blessings that are mine because I am in Christ. Yeah. Now, I didn't do anything but put my faith in him for that. Yeah. And so these blessings are meant for me as well in him. So I understand my identity. I can walk in some of that. We'll say, well, what are, what are some of those? Well, the next verses there in Ephesians 1 tell us that just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So here is a promise that is repeated for us in Colossians and other places yeah. that in Christ, I have been made forgiven, not, not only forgiven, but I've actually given a new identity as holy and without blame. Yeah. Now, that's not based on my track record. That's based on Jesus' track record for me. So, good. so I claim that promise. I may not be able to say, hey, I have walked blamelessly and holy this day. But I can say, Jesus has been holy and blameless for me, and he calls me this by name, so I'm going to stand in that identity yeah. as a promise. So That's if good. I know who I am in Christ, I can stand in this. This is a new way of now looking at the promises. He goes on and says, um, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace by which he has made us accepted in the beloved. I'm accepted in the beloved. I can claim that as a promise, but I feel so far away. But by the promise, I've been accepted. But I sometimes wonder about my own position with Christ. Mm -hmm. Well, the promise says I've been made accepted in the beloved. But sometimes I feel like I'm more shameful and don't deserve that. Well, but the promise says I've been accepted in the beloved. So now you see, I'm holding onto these promises up against everything else. And in that, with your faith in those promises, you will see the miraculous of <laughs> your mind transformed, Boom. of shame released, of yes. guilt removed, of a clear mind, of yes. mental health restored, all of those things. Yes. Faith. In, yeah, faith in the promises. Yeah. Faith in the promises leads to the miraculous. So good. That's what happens here. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, the good. miraculous sense of okay, all of the guilt and the shame and the self-condemnation, the perpetually uh, beating myself up over my sin, perpetually telling myself I'm no good, all of that mental, emotional juggling, all of that restless, I can't go to sleep at night, all of those things that make my mind race, all of that can be removed when I believe in promise by faith. The miraculous happens for me. Mm. So good. Second Corinthians one twenty reminds us, it says, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. They're believable, they're trustworthy, yeah. and we can hold to them. Yeah. You're not going to put your faith in the promise that says you've been accepted and God goes, eh. 
<laughs> just teasing. Not really. Yeah. I know I said that, but not really. Yeah. That's not how it works. So, again, we're walking, walking down this path here. Promises are going to be in the word. They're going to be understood in context. They're going to be consistent with his nature. Mm-hmm. I'm going to know them because of who I am in Christ. And here's another thing. When you begin to do that, when you begin to read scripture and you're studying in context and you're praying, God, speak to me, show me who I am in you, show me your promises, here is what will happen in your experience, I promise you. Promises will start leaping off the page to you. Here's what I mean by this. The spirit of God is in you and he is with you as you are reading scripture. He knows the events of your life He knows your circumstances. He knows the promises. And he will cause one or more to all of a sudden just pop off the page to you till you understand this is for me at this moment to believe and to claim for my life. You may say, how in the world? Bible Bible says it is living and active as well. Yes, the Bible is that. And here's, here's what the scripture says about the spirit. This is from 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7 through 10. Paul writes, he says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages uh, for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would have not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, here we go, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I think, wow, that's true. There are things that God has prepared for me yeah. that are beyond what I understand, beyond what I've ever seen, beyond what I can even know currently in this moment. And they're, they're wondrous things. They're good things. But here's where the next part of that verse. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. So good. So if you seek the Lord... You start studying scripture and you open your heart to him. You trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, acknowledge yeah. him in all your ways, seek him. When you're reading scripture, the spirit of God will punch a verse out to yeah. you and say, this is a promise for you in this moment. Yep. The spirit does that. The spirit reveals that yep. to us. So this is where yep. it hits this personal Yeah impact in our own life. Absolutely. And you know, I've heard it explained also with the word of the illumination of the word, yes. right? You know, yeah. it's where it That's more the doctrinal exactly, term. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I heard it at systematic theology class. There you go. Uh, the illumination of the word that God will reveal truth to you by the Spirit. Again, that's yes. where we can read the same books of the Bible over and over again and get something new out of it yes. by the Spirit, right? It's yeah. not just by our own understanding or by our own merit, yep. but it's by the spirit that a word or a phrase or a truth yep. in a sense jumps off the page yep. and it sticks out to you and it becomes something that now you yep. are invested in as yep. well. Yeah. You and I could be reading the same passage. Maybe mm-hmm. we're both reading Psalm chapter one Yep, and because of you have the word of God. I have the word mm-hmm. of God. You have the spirit of God. I have mm-hmm. the spirit of God. But you have a little bit different set of circumstances that are different than exactly. my set of circumstances, than my history, than my personality. Yeah. So they're different. So you and I could both be reading word for word down through that chapter. Yeah. 
my guess is a different promise would leap off the page out of that chapter than would leap off the page out of that chapter yep. for me. Yep. Because we're in different spots, but it's exactly. the same spirit, so the same good. word, and I trust it in context, and I trust it by the Spirit of so God. Good. This is what happens when yep. we when we seek him in this way. The promise leaps off the page. We put our faith in him because of that promise, and the miraculous starts to happen. So good. So you say, well, how do you know that? Well, we're going to go back to the word of God and see where that happens because oh, yeah. that happens in the New Testament. So in the early parts of the book of Acts, there's a man named Saul, and he is religious, but he is not a follower of Jesus. He is, mm-hmm. in fact, against the followers of Jesus. One day, Jesus meets him. The resurrected Jesus appears to him, and this man, Saul, is saved, and he becomes known as Paul. Well, not only is he saved, but he is called into ministry, and so he's going he's gonna to follow Jesus with his life with a very specific ministry. He's going he's gonna to have a ministry to those who are not Jews. Here's a Jewish man having a ministry to the Gentiles. You say, well, how does he know that? How did he get that? Let's go. Watch this. The spirit of God in him, working with the word of God in front of him, produced faith and the miraculous happened. So in <laughs> Acts 13, 47, Paul's talking about what, is, what this experience has been like for him, being called into ministry. And he says in, in 47, for so the Lord has commanded us, quote, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. Paul in Acts 13, 47, is quoting Isaiah 42, a promise written about the Messiah. Paul's taking the law written about Jesus and saying, this applies to me in this situation. And by faith, he believed it, and the miraculous is happening. Wow. Faith in the promise Leads to the miraculous, and it happened oh. for Paul. So good. This is where his whole passion for life came from. The miraculous happened in him because he believed a promise in faith. So good. So wow. that is also true for us today. As followers of Jesus, there are promises that we can claim, and they will powerfully produce miracles in our life. I'll just read a few. If we confess our sins, this is First John 1, 9, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. A promise. So good. If you'll confess your sins, he will cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So on those days that you say, but I just feel so guilty. I just feel so shameful. I just feel so dirty. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I can claim that promise. And when I put my faith in that promise, then the miraculous will happen. I will be free from the guilt and the shame. That's miraculous. And I will know I am cleansed. My identity will change. That's again, miraculous thing happening. Exactly. Um, Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. I can tell you there's been many a late night when I've quoted this verse, when my mind is racing, when anxiety is increasing, I've turned to this verse, and when I believe the promise, P 
peace settles over me and I go on to sleep. Miraculous for a heart and mind change because I put faith in a promise. Uh, another one for me, 2 Timothy 1, 7, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. When I believe that promise, it's okay, God, you have given me not a spirit that causes me to fear you, fear the future, fear other people, but instead a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. I believe the promise, miraculous. Miraculous yeah. things happen. Joel 2, 25. <clears throat> so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. <clears throat> I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in the lives of people in our church. I've seen it in our church. We're watching it happen in our church. Yeah. Our church had, in its history, had struggled through some years where the locusts came in and destroyed the life that was here. The enemy found a foothold. There was gossip. There was conflict. Yeah. And there was division. But God is restoring that. It's, mm-hmm. it's because people of faith have believed this promise. It's yeah. happening. Um, we've also believed another promise and still are today uh, from Isaiah 58. Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. We've claimed that as a promise here, that this is a promise written, yeah. meant for us at this time, yeah. at this location, and we're believing yeah. it and we're watching it come to pass. Yeah. Miraculous stories yep. happening. So I got two things. One, in those, and I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but in those, the verse, so I'll restore to you the years that the swarming locusts have eaten and, you know, restoring the paths for, you know, those to dwell in. Yep. And each of those things, it's not like, I'm going to pray that this promise will come to pass and I'm just going to sit here and do nothing, you know? Yeah, but yeah. there is something to be done in that. Again, like you're right. saying, we're seeing this restoration happen here in our church. It's not just because we're like, we're going to pray for this and act like, you know, things are just going to change on their own, apart right. from us, apart from <clears throat> obedience, apart from living in, yep. you know, in accordance to his word. <clears throat> yep. And again, we're going to get to that, but I yep. just feel like that had to be said even no, there, no, you know? You're right. Um, it, it is true. If there's if you're going to believe a promise, then you have to live the promise. Yeah. Believe by living. By living. Yeah. The promise. You can't just say, Yeah, I trust God's word. We'll just see what happens. Yeah, no, you start living in obedience to that. So good. You yeah. believe it's true and you start walking with sensitivity. Okay. I know God's going to restore the years of the locusts of Tate. So I'm keeping my eyes open. I'm watching. Where is yeah. it goes? Where is it going to happen? How's it going to happen? I'm going to be alert to conversations. Yeah. I'm going to be alert. I'm going to alert to movement. Yeah. I'm going to be alert to the spirit within me. Yeah. What do I need to say? What do I need to do? What do I need to go? Because he's going to keep his promise. I start yeah. living in that. Yeah. Um, you find so the same thing with Abraham, Abraham and Sarah. Mm-hmm. So in the Old Testament, they're given this promise uh, that they that Abraham's going to be the father of many nations and and. Sarah's going to be the wife, yeah, the mom, even though she is barren, not having children, and he is old, nearing a hundred. Yeah. So you think, okay, they get this promise. How is that miracle supposed to take place? By faith in the promise, with some activity attached to it, is going to result in the miraculous, and mm-hmm. it does. The scripture tells us in the New Testament, it says. Um, 
that Abraham believed this promise, he would be a father of nations, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't look at his circumstances. He didn't look at his feelings, his opinion. He did not waver at the promise of God. He believed, had faith in the promise. uh, That... Through. He didn't have he did not have unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what God had promised, he was also able to perform. So, Abraham and Sarah, both old, she's barren, but they believe this promise, and they had to put some activity to it, mm-hmm. and as a result, the miraculous happened. So yeah. you're right, there has to be obedience. Yeah. You can't so, just say, I believe it, and then yeah. go off living like you don't believe it. Yeah, exactly. If you believe you have been forgiven, freed, and and called righteous, yeah. then live that way. Exactly. If you believe you've been accepted in the beloved, then live that way. Mm-hmm. If you believe you have peace with God, then live that way. Yeah. Stop doing the things that are counter to everything that yeah. the promise tells you. Exactly. And then just even to add on to that with obedience... Patience is the other thing, yes. you know, that is huge. And this whole believing in a promise again, Abraham and Sarah nearly waited 25 years for mm. that promise to come to pass. Yeah. And, you know, another mm. promise that I, that I wrote down just while I was thinking of this from Psalm, I don't remember the reference exactly, mm-hmm. but it says, he who sows in tears will reap in joy. Yeah. The one who is putting in tears yep. for whatever the situation may be. It says he will reap in joy. That's been a promise for me that I said, all right, yep. I'm clinging to that. The things that are hard to go through now, the things that mm-hmm. are uh, heartbreaking even, I believe that with these tears that I'm mm-hmm. sowing with and these prayers that I'm sowing with, I believe that joy will be coming from whatever the situation is. Yep. I don't know how that looks, but by that promise yep. and in faith, I'm believing in the miraculous. Yeah, that's good. It's good. So, so let, let's put it into a context I think everybody can relate to. Let's let's talk about what about if I have a family member I'm praying for who is lost mm. or has strayed from the Lord. Yeah. Are there promises that I can believe to give me peace and see the miraculous happen? So I would say, of course. There are many, 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 yeah. many, many, which, by the way, I'll, I'll just reference a book here. Um, this book here uh, is James Riddle's The Complete Promise Topical Bible. So mm. this is a thick book. It is um, many, many, many verses. It's not every verse in the Bible, but they're arranged in terms of um, topics and their promises. So you can look in the front, and then here's a whole range of topics for claiming promises. Um, So promises, for example, to care for your children, to give you comfort and encouragement, to uh, for for understanding forgiveness, to know that God's fighting for you, to to understand about healing or guidance or protection or prosperity or whatever it might mean, long life. There's a, a variety of topics. And then what I love what he does, he lists passages, but then he takes and makes a declaration of faith following that. Wow. And says, you know, okay, Lord, based on this promise, here's what I'm believing. Might as well read one or two of them. Yeah. Just so, so that we can kind of get more of a sense of what does that look like from verse to exactly. claiming a promise. Yeah. Uh, because so. that is that is the hurdle of 
how do I know yep. that what's been written in here, you know, I know it's in the word. Yep. I know it's in context. Yep. I know it's according to his character, but why me? Yeah. How do I know this is for yeah. me? Um, so let's just find, um, find a good one. Just find a good <laughs> one here somewhere. Let's see. Man, <laughs> so many. So here's one. Um, we'll just take, this is under the topic of joy and, and happiness. Cool. Uh, he has Psalm 51 verse 12. And this is part of David's um, prayer of repentance. And he says here, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. There's the verse. Yeah. So he says, my declaration of faith from that is, on this day, God has restored to me the joy of my salvation and I am sustained by a willing spirit. And then That's he good. follows that with other Bible references. Wow. So yeah. what a great resource yeah. you know, to help. Okay, I need I need an anchor point in my life. Yeah. Here's God's word is meant to be that for us. So yeah. find the promise, hold to it. Don't just hold to feelings because man, they'll yeah. come and they will go. Yeah. But find the promise and hold to it regardless. Um I'll, I'll just look for another one here. Um Man, let's just uh, let's do um, okay. This is this is under the topic of answers to prayer. This is from Mark one thirty five. It says, "Now in the morning, having risen a long time before daylight, he Jesus went out and departed to a solitary place, and he prayed." The declaration of faith is, "I imitate the Lord Jesus and find a specific time of day when all is quiet and free from distraction to spend time in prayer and fellowship with my heavenly Father." He's claiming a promise that he will meet with him there. So there's plenty of promises here yeah. throughout this arranged topically that help us apply this. Yeah. So let me put this into in one of I looked up earlier because I know this is this is a topic that probably every believer can relate to. Yeah. What about if I have a loved one who is straight or far from the Lord? Yeah. Are there promises that I can yeah. hold to? Son, daughter, brother, sister. You know, whatever it may be. Mother, father, yeah. could be whatever. Mm-hmm. Here are just, I'm going to give you two. There are plenty of others. One of them is from Mark eleven twenty four, And this is Jesus. And he says, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. <laughs> I mean, there's a good foundation point for a, a yeah. lot of things. I was going to say, that's a tough enough verse in and of itself that we yes. just remind ourselves. This is... Jesus said this. This yes. is not just some random person, but yep. this is Jesus' words. Yep. And I can hold to that. Yeah. Whether it's a lost family member or whatever my need is. Mm-hmm. Here's another one that's interesting from the Old Testament. And again, the goal is to read scripture, find context, yeah. listen to the Holy Spirit, watch yep. for it to jump off the page. And if it does, You stand in that promise. Mm -hmm. Here's an interesting verse from Isaiah 49, verse 25. It says, but thus says the Lord, even the captives of the mighty shall be taken away and the prey of the terrible be delivered. For I will contend with him who contends with you and I will save your children. That's an interesting verse. Wow. Understood in context. God is saying, I will rescue your children. Think, okay, maybe that applies to my situation. If the Spirit speaks to you and that leaps off the page to you, I would grab that, hold to it, and 
believe it. Pray yeah. and then be sensitive and be looking. Okay, God, you're going to restore my child to me. I'm going to be completely alert at yeah. all times, believing that promise. Yeah. I'm not going to be all over the page. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. He loves me. He loves yeah. me not kind of deal. Yeah. I'm going to hold to this promise regardless. I'm not going to let go until I may, see it yeah. come to pass. To me, you know, you may be saying, that just sounds crazy. <laughs> why, why would I do that? Yeah. The thing that I have thought many times with hearing, you know, you say those things and having discussions like this is mm-hmm. what bad mm-hmm. is it if yeah. you are going to trust God yeah. that he would restore your child back to you? Yep. What harm is there in having the faith to believe that he would? Yeah. It's like, oh no, I might make God look bad. You know, <laughs> oh no, am I not? Uh, is this contrary to his word? Does God desire for any to perish? No. No. He desires for all to come to repentance. So why There's would we? promise, by the way, right yes, there. Yes. Why would we? Claim. Yes. Why would we be the ones that say, well, that family member's just never coming back? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I understand those verses and I understand yep. God doesn't want anyone to perish, but. Not in my situation. Yep. Why would we not be those who say, I believe God desires this even for my son, daughter, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, yep. mother, father, whatever it is. Yep. Why would I not say, I'm going to believe this yep. and I'm going to act accordingly. Yeah. I'm going to act knowing yeah. that God can do this. Yeah. Because here's the deal. God wants us to have that kind of faith. In yeah. fact, he rushes in for those who do. Yeah. Uh, the Old Testament says, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking for those whose hearts are perfect or loyal to him, who will believe his yeah. word. He's looking for those who have that kind of faith. Yeah. And he rushes in. So if we if we just say things like, Well, I don't know, I guess it could maybe happen. Yeah. Is that faith? I'm not sure that that's real faith. That's possibility. Yeah. That's well, maybe if the natural course of action just (laughs) continues on maybe they'll just be tired of what they do instead of i'm praying that the supernatural would happen in their heart yes would be turned to god yeah because i also read verses that just give me a little bit of a tremble sometimes like from the new testament where i read that that jesus it said about jesus that there were certain cities that he did not do many mighty miracles there because of their lack of faith yeah wow I, i don't want that to be true yeah, I don't want to be, well, he might, could, possibly. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I, I don't want that to be the reason he doesn't. Yeah. And then you find that in the Old Testament as well where the, the children of Israel wandering in the desert, it says in Psalm 78, it says, how often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again, they tempted God, and here's the hardest part, and limited the Holy One of Israel. Yeah. Because they did not believe, and depending on which version you read, it either says power or miracles next. Mm. Because they didn't believe in his miracles or his power yeah. to do miracles. Yeah. Uh, whoa. God is limited by our faith in that yeah. moment? So he's looking for those who will have grand faith in a promise, and he rushes in. Yeah. And for those who don't, he pulls back. Yeah. Ah, man, I don't want to be, I don't be that guy. No. And if there's a, if there's a promise I'm called to believe, I want to believe it. And if there's a part I'm supposed to play, I want to do it. Yeah. 
Some promises are that way. Second mm-hmm. Chronicles 7.14 is just one of those. It has an if in it. There's yeah. an if for the person. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways. There's a lot of ifs right there. Yeah. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive, forgive their sin and heal their land. Man, if there's a part I'm to play in it, let me go all in on that. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I know some people say, well, but what about that time when I exactly. heard about this person and, and they prayed and they believed and it didn't happen? I mean, I don't know what to say about that. I don't, I don't always know all of those circumstances. I don't know all the scenarios. I don't know what went on before that. Yeah. I certainly can't know what was in their heart. And I don't know the mind of God on that certain specific matter. Yeah. A lot of ifs in that. It's a lot. <laughs> but why would I let one circumstance I don't know fully about yeah. dictate what I've been given the sure word about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would I let that not be true. So yeah, I don't know. I, I just feel like if we're going to, if we want to see the miraculous, then the equation has been laid out for us. Mm-hmm. Know the promise, have faith in it, not faith in your want to faith in your best idea, yeah. faith in what you came up with faith yeah. in what would be really cool faith in what you think would really help them. No faith in a promise. that comes from God, his word in yeah. context, confirmed by others in the spirit of yeah. God. Put your faith in that. Yep. We're seeing that kind That's of good. stuff happen here yeah. at Vertical. We're seeing um, people who've held to promises sometimes for years. Mm-hmm. A wife who holds to a promise and a husband returns home. Uh, a mother who holds to a promise and a son comes to the Lord. Yeah. Family members who hold to a promise and a marriage is reconciled. That's what we're seeing. Yep. And that's what we encourage. Yeah. So to answer the question, do miracles still happen today? Absolutely. Yep. Does God want to do them today? Yep. Absolutely. Spe- let's let's yep. understand what Spe- those miracles are. They are different than we've often defined them. Yeah. And they're greater than what we can either ask or think. And yep. let us believe those because they are exceedingly great and they're precious promises. That's and they've good. been given to us that we might be partakers of that divine nature and experience yep. here on earth. So, yep. cool. It's good. Great discussion. Yeah. Um, I pray it's helpful to those who've watched or listened today and that encourages you in your faith. Come join us at uh, Vertical Church. See what God's doing here. Blessings to you. <laughs>